we're called Zainichi Koreans. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so, I do you have? Are you all? Is your blood Korean? Yes. And you're you're outside. Um, but the Korean people in Korea do not like us either. Why? Who the what? Should I have you on the show? I, I mean, nobody likes you. Am I doing the wrong thing? So last year there was two shows, right? Yeah. Uh, Pachinko on Apple TV mm-hmm. and Tokyo Vice on HBO. Yes. It was the first time in two television shows where they talk about Zainichi Koreans or Japanese Koreans, and they're special ethnic groups. And I was shocked because white people will ask me, "Are you Zainichi?" And they're like, "It's really strange." Just like Russell Peter. Russell Peters is Anglo-Indian. He's not Indian, really. No. So uh, to be Zainichi, you have to be... Dis- I think he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole... He's just into the people. He, but he was a goofy Puerto... I think he's a Puerto Rican with a touch of Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. We're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKWD. I started the social media podcast. The fact. The YKWD podcast. YKWD is back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started. Before them all. This podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the bandana, man? Sorry. It's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. Welcome, everybody, to the YKWD podcast live above the Comedy Cellar Studios. Uh, and uh, I got a great guest today. Of course, uh, Joe's not here, Mush is not here, but we have the two tizzies. We have Max. We actually have three tizzies. <laughs> Our guest is a tizzy. And when I say tizzy, if you're not up to date, it's the autistic twins. We got Danny, tizzy one, and we got Max, tizzy two. And uh, producing the show today. So uh, go to my website, robertkellylive.com. I'm performing all summer long in theaters. Laconia, New Hampshire. Um, uh, I'm going to be in Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of theater shows all around. You know, I don't work that much in the summer because I go to the tiny house and I take some time off and enjoy my life. But I do have some shows happening. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and go to comicwearables.com, get your YKWD gear, and use code word LADYBUGS. Get 20% off all merchandise. Um, I got a great guest today, um, and he's autistic too. This should be a fantastic show. I should be probably got to look me in the eye, some weird twitch. And then Dan- I'm just talking about my producers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I love autism, I think it's a superhero power. Uh, who do we got on the show today? Tizzy2. We got a comedian and a former porn executive, uh, Yoshi. I mean, that's it? Yeah. You, know, you don't have his last name? What is, you can't anyway. say it. You can't say you it. Ha- you had Max say it because you couldn't say it, you piece of no, shit. No, I have Max introduce the show every week. <laughs> I have him. That is, I'm going to say this right now. First of all, I'm going to look right into the camera. And that is true. I could not say his last name. <laughs> no, I know his last name. I'm just saying, I have you introduce the guests and the show. Yoshi's fine. Yoshi's fine. How dare you? I know. First of all, how dare you? I fucked pull, up. Pull back the curtain. Then, no, Max, I'm talking to Danny now. Oh, cool. How dare you? 
you never pull back the curtain on the the great and powerful fucking bars. Um, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. As far as the name goes, you know the movie Usual Suspect. Yeah. Remember Kobayashi? Yeah. Just, ob- take, just take the K. Obayashi. Obayashi. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I know your last name. <laughs> okay. I know Yoshi Obayashi. Yes. Thank you. I I love saying it. Me and my family say it before we eat every night. We go, thank you, Yobayashi Yashi. Yobayashi Yashi. Yoshi Abayashi. <laughs> we give thanks to Yoshi Abayashi. <laughs> and Bobby, thank you for making me comfortable by wearing that. that oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> you guys don't know that Yoshi's Japanese. And uh, as a boy, he feared this. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's nice that you remind me in a tsunami right there for my family. There's the great wave of Okusai <laughs> yeah. that wiped out uh, most of your family back in the early 1800s. And this is what... Wow, I'm impressed you have that reference. The great wave of Okusai? Yeah. What's up with that, son? Oh, Jesus. What's up? Japanese is my game. Wow. All right. Huh? Wow. All right. Huh? You didn't know that. Most Americans wouldn't know that. I... I'm going to tell you right now. Yes. I have an affinity for you for two reasons. Okay. One, you're just an interesting guy. You, the people don't understand this, is that you, most comics, and I said this to you up front, yeah. have um, comedy and acting, comedy and music, music and acting. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you had porn and comedy. Yeah. You have a million other things that you do. You'll do stand-up. Yeah. And then you're into Broadway plays. You're into musicals and plays. Sure. You, 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 but you also go around studying like. Weird stuff. Like, yeah, weird stuff like, like terrorism and terrorists and, and serial killers. And you go on your own dime. Nobody's really paying you to do this. No, no, no. You're going to do all this stuff. And then you go, and I want to get into some of this stuff. Then you'll go to make money like this chunk of cash you'll go and do these experiments the medical exper- testing yeah medical testing yeah which i'm waiting for you to come back with like a dick on your head one time where all this stuff goes wrong and uh i've been having a little bit of issue this year first time in like 11 12 years i'll be honest really yeah from um for so for those of the people watching that show now not from here so what is it that you know, every drugs that we ever buy, there's a period somebody have to be tested on. Animals first and human beings. And they pay humans good money yes. to be tested for a week or longer. Or longer. Yeah. And you do it. I do it. And because they particularly pay most money from people from Japan. Why? Because Japanese people metabolize medication better than any other race. Because you guys are superheroes from Godzilla? Well, radiation, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Is that because but... that of us? Because we dropped those nukes on you? <laughs> yes. We made you guys superheroes. The N word of Japan. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that the. <laughs> but... Did you say that's the N word of Japan? <laughs> nukes? I thought it was a joke. But when I lost my. <laughs> when I. When I lost my job 11 years ago, I used to get these letters and somehow they get my name. I think maybe they got it from Department of uh, Census Bureau. Yeah. They would look for like Japanese and Japanese American. And then these com- drug companies are constantly looking for Japanese people. And uh, so every pharmaceutical company don't have drug to be tested every single day. Yeah. So they have to go third party called CRO, which is a clinical research organization. Their job is constantly doing testing job for pharmaceutical company. Okay. So hey, real quick, anybody who doesn't understand anything, 
We're going to close caption this okay, episode sorry. underneath. So just hit the CC. Go ahead. I'll speak slower. <laughs> so I'll get text messages, emails saying, we're looking for Japanese between the age of 18 through 55. Okay. We need for five weeks. We're doing a um, uh, pancreatic cancer study and non-smoker, non-drinker, and they have to wear the insert BMI to qualify for the study. And they quite often have a hard time finding, uh, even in America, for Japanese. So they have to fly them in from Japan. They fly Japanese people in to America Cause to it's be really, tested. Yeah, because it's, all of our Japanese people are fat. <laughs> fat, did you say? Yeah, the B, you said the BMI has to be Oh, no, fat. no, 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 they have to be... They're just alcoholic smoking fatos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you want to do a testing? Hey, how, how much do you weigh? Uh, two, seven. That's a really good... Pronunciation. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Body mass index, right? You know, if I if Shane Gillis did a Japanese voice, he wouldn't have got fired. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true. By the way, Shane didn't do anything wrong. If he did, hey, uh, you Godzilla, he would have been fine. Uh, you, you, if you, oh, you do that. The other one, which I don't, you know, I can't get fired because I have nothing. But you but get. that's a that's a Japanese accented. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, so. Hey, arigato. So last. The one I did last one was late November, December for 38 days. Wow. So you're, you're locked up, and then you once— You can't leave. You cannot leave. Is it like, um, like um, Stranger Things, like in a building like that, like some medical building where you have to wear the same clothes, or do you— like, Yes, uh, you have to wear— So the one I did in Arizona is mostly Mexicans and white people, and depends on the study. So all, one so study— black people are getting fucked there, too. They get paid less, it seems like. Really? Wow, okay. So, okay. so I just threw in a joke, but when nobody laughs at that joke, it's just racist. Yeah. I mean, guys, could you fake it, you tizzy twins? <laughs> at the facility in Arizona, um, you have a different uniform based on the different studies that you're doing. So if you're doing pancreatic, you wear all red. Mm -hmm. If you're doing wow. uh, liver cancer, you're all green or whatnot. So that, that's, that way you could separate all the group. It, look, it does look like a prison sometimes. 100%. Yeah. And or a mental ward. Can you turn the AC off? So um, the one I did late last year, you know, 37, 38 days, you know, there's, there's a schedule every day. But um, once you follow the schedule, uh, outside of that schedule, you, you're free to do whatever. But you cannot leave the facility. So you have to, what do they have in the facility for you to do? Just TV? You have the internet. Uh, you can walk around a little bit. You can read, watch TV. Um, but you cannot do heavy exercise because that would really fuck up the medication. It gets your heart rate up too, right? Right. When you, if, when you exercise, your testosterone level go up, and that would really fuck up the medication you're taking. What about the food? Do they have good food? Not really. And, and there, um, some study insists you have to eat everything within 15 minutes. Other studies, you could eat little or nothing. Um, but they monitor you the whole time. So it, like they, Japanese people, they fly them in. Do they give them Japanese food? Mostly Japanese food, yes. So they f they'll fly in like hunks of whale. Another <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, joke. They, Thank they, you for laughing. They, 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 I mean, atrociously <laughs> offensive. If you guys didn't laugh, I mean, what the fuck? I have to say they're pretty chewy. I don't know if you ever had those things. Whale? You had whale? Yeah. They, I mean, it's not good. They're a common dish in Japan. Yeah, they give them to kids at school. Sure. Yeah. Why? Are you you're very surprising. Buddy, I love Japan. I love Japanese people. Yeah. I love it. I would move there. If I, if I 
if I had billions, or not, I'd say millions. If I was a millionaire, yeah. I would definitely have a house in Japan. 100%. I would have a, I would not, you know, like, baby, dude, I'll go to France or I'll go to Italy. I would, I would go get a house in Japan. I never knew this. Yeah. Um, I would have a house in Japan. I'd have a place in Aruba. I'd have a place up in Westchester. And I'd buy a place in Medford, Mass. There is Tokyo Comedy Club. They do English shows. Really? And the homes are really, really cheap. Because most Japanese, it's, it's offensive for most Japanese to buy used old home. It's about luck. But foreigners are buying this beat up old home for nothing in wow. Japan right now. Really? Yeah. All right, well, let's buy a house together. <laughs> you want to buy? Oh, you can't. We're going to get into that. I, I, I did go first time in 20 years, six let's, months ago. Let's talk about that. Okay. After. We wanna, I, I wanna, this is weird to me because you get paid thousands of dollars to go get tested or something, right? Yeah, that last study was 19,800 or something like that for 37 days. 37 days. Yeah. That's crazy. And you got, they're shooting you up with this pancreatic cancer drug. And to see what it does to you? I don't understand. Okay, so before they put the medication with people with problems, they have to give it to a healthy candidate to see if there's allergic reaction or any the other side problem. effects. Yeah, you want to minimize that. So they do it in healthy people. So Japanese people absorb it better, so you'll see results better. Yeah. Um, it's called... Um, oh, God, I forgot the terms. But yeah, uh, we... It enters our blood system faster than any other race, and we process it better than any other race. I don't know, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, we do. So they pay premium for that. Wow. So, so, a, so a white person might get paid 20000 There's plenty of other studies. They don't need Japanese. But, um, but on this one, so if there was Japanese people and there was a white person, they're getting paid less than you. They just wouldn't use a white person for that study. Really? Yeah. So you went in and you did this thing, and now you're feeling side effects. You think? No, no. Um, last six months, I and you can't do anything about that, right? No, no. Um, so I qualified for three studies, right? I, yeah. I check in one first day. Uh, they double check, make sure everything's okay. Yeah, and then everything's fine. Well, they have to make sure you're Japanese too, right? <laughs> they, they did that too. That was <laughs> a joke. <laughs> they did that too. They, they make they make I feel you, like I'm killing here. But I mean, yeah. they, they make you write family tree. Make sure the both. Yeah, they make you paint a tree, and that's your <laughs> that's your name, <laughs> like bonsai tree. Yes, <laughs> sorry. And um, come on, I'm not gonna kill it. But for some reason, last like to three... shoot a bow and arrow off a horse, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. All right, good. That's a curse. Have... a reference. Now, um, you have to catch a you have to catch a koi fish in a pond with your hand. Damn, all this references. <laughs> but last three studies, um, after I checked in. Next day, um, I still qualify, but uh, for whatever reason, um, they only kept. So they would need if they need ten people, they'll bring fifteen people. And for some reason, last three studies, um, I got cut. I mean, they paid a thousand dollars to stay for the night, but they cut you out. Yeah, but last, this never this never happened before. Usually, if I get cut from one study, I'll make it into another one. But you didn't make any of this last time. Last three times, yeah. Is, is, is there something, do they tell you why? They, they don't really tell you. That's bad because maybe there's something, maybe you have cancer. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with you. They, yeah, I mean. Right? Sometimes they'll say, like, you didn't qualify because we noticed you have this problem. Like what? Um, for example, um, not, um, what disease is that? AIDS? No. Herpes? I, I, I can't remember. They said that I must have had an exposure to some disease when right. I was on. Crabs? 
No, um, but crab aids. <laughs> It didn't affect affect me, but I was exposed to something when I'm young, and I don't qualify for these studies. Like, I get medical checkup all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? It depends on the study. Like, another study I could have done, but they were going to do spinal shot fluid thing. I've done that twice. I don't want to do it for the third time. It hurts, right? It hurts like a motherfucker, and... uh, So there's just places... You could get paralyzed. And you sign all that away. If you get paralyzed, it's on you. You're done, yeah. And they just, what do they do? They just throw you over a hill like Spartan babies? I mean. What do they just throw? What do they do? Nothing. They, I mean, if you signed it, unless there's a gross negligence on their part, they, you can't really do anything. So that you just walk out. Well, I mean, not walk out because you're crippled. They, <laughs> I mean, how do, they, how do they get rid of you? I'll roll out of there. No, I don't. I. That's crazy. You know, there was a study one time. I was flying back from Europe. And there was a study in uh, Spain. The drug company is French. Anyway, they inject this medication in Spain, and within 15 minutes, one person went to coma. Another person had a like a, a massive allergic reaction to it. And um, they they mentioned like they're all yeah, half of the people are Asian or something. Anyway, when my friends in LA heard that, they thought I was one of them, and I just happened to be flying at the time. Right. So that 24 hour period, people thought I was paralyzed in Spain. Jesus. And that, that drug was uh, the uh, Johnson & Johnson's <laughs> no. COVID, right? <laughs> but um, what, I thought, you- what I thought was wrong, that next day, instead of contacting the hospital and make sure everybody was okay, they inject the second group, and they, I think they killed one person. Jesus. At, at least in the States, you could sue somebody, but in Europe, it's a gross negligence, you know? So you have to be So careful. here, you can sue them. I mean, you have you have to prove to them they were really negligent. But well, if uh, you're dead, well, yes, that might that might be a proof. But they used to do all kinds of unethical things, you know. Like for example, Eli Lilly in Indianapolis, they used to grab homeless people. They're mentally ill, and they don't even know what they're signing. Yeah, and they're inject, injecting um, drugs into them. Yep. This is like early '90s. I have no problem with that. And, <laughs> and literally, yeah. no problem. We should do that in New York. We should do that in Austin. Anywhere there's a homeless problem, L.A. We should use them. Here's the deal. Use them, inject them, give them money, the ones that make it. The ones that don't, you know, what are you going to do? I kind of agree with you, especially, <laughs> I agree with you. People in prison, they should be given the opportunity. Like, look, if you're willing to do this, we're going to give a little bit of money, but most of the money to victims' family, right? How about this? Yeah, well, okay, victims' family. I, I really hate, um, they use these dogs. It's just terrible what they're doing to this animal for drug testing. So you they, they don't agree to do it. And, yeah. uh, um, I, well, well, you don't know that. You don't know what roof, roof means. <laughs> that could mean I'm good with this. But they particularly like using beagles. Why? They're, because they're very complying animals. They never complain. Because they're from Japan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm killing Shiba it. Shiba Inu. Um, I'm, I'm just quipping the whole time. But, but I've been using that money last 10, 11 years traveling the world. Well, you do these studies, and it's, yeah. it's weird to me because we don't, nobody knows yeah. that this is happening. We just get the thing on the shelf. I, I, something happens to me. Sure. I go in, give the lady my thing. She hands me my thing, and I get better. Right? Yeah. But they have to test this shit somewhere. And in, in America, there's places, there's people in buildings like yourself yeah. who are like, hey, man, I don't want to get a job. I don't want to get a steady job. I want to travel the world. I want to do my thing. So I'm going to go, let these people inject me with whatever horse shit they're going to inject. Right. Hopefully it's safe. I'm rolling the dice. I'm going to live there for 38 days. 38 days, 
with a bunch of people I don't know. 100%. No friends. No family. No chicks. Can you, can you, can you masturbate? I've caught people doing it, you know, we, because you have to share rooms with people, you know, and were especially. You, were you, you trying? What's to that? Catch them? Were you trying to catch them or just you caught them? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, this is something that they probably don't want me saying this, but most of the time they probably do in shower, you know. They do it in the shower. But um, I've caught a couple of the guys doing it in a. You have to you share, have to share a room? room? Yes. Yeah. This Bunk is prison. Bed. This is prison, dude. I've had rooms where we had like. This is fucking. Prison. 12, 14 guys in one room, I remember. One. No, yeah. that's a fucking jail cell. Yeah, yeah. Was it blood in, blood out? Did you have to hang with just Asians? And, and, <laughs> and just like most porn guys, most of them have criminal records, you know? Right. You because, know. Yeah, this is an easy way to make a chunk of cash without going back to jail. They would never check your criminal record. They don't care. They just want to make sure you're healthy. Wow. And they're traveling all over the country. You know, they go to city to city, state to state. Making this money. Yeah. And they get text messages, uh, emails, and they will talk. They'll share information like, you should go to this clinic because the food is better here and, and, and easy to get it in. And this one makes money. And this one is a bunch of scumbags. They don't pay you money and things like that. So there's a whole underbelly. It's like Fight country. Club. Yeah. There are these people and that. Uh, they just know how to run this system, make money. And you're, but you're rolling the dice. You might get something. You might get killed. You might get something might happen to you when you when you let them do this. Thing. It really, I haven't heard too many, but it does happen. And uh, we don't remember our names because I just said like, oh, oh, like, uh, like if I saw you, you said like, hey, why all? And I say, you know, B O B K whatever, right? And like we have initials from like I remember from uh, uh, liver cancer 2017 or whatever, you know. So like every once in a while we'll see each other. Why oh. Yoshi. Obayashi, yeah. Obayashi. Ah, when you said Wayo, I thought that was Japanese. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means. Wayo, so, I got it now. I'm stupid. So they're traveling the country. Um, my Have friend Dave did a one for like 110 days. You know. Jesus, he lived in a place for a, a, a half a year? You lay flat on the bed for 110 days. Stop it. What are you talking about? It's for NASA. They want to know how much your muscle atrophy in space. So you, go, you lay flat on the bed. Where do you poop? So you move, and there's a hole. You open the hole, and you shit and piss right there like that. And then when you shower, they take you to the shower, and you kind of, you're laying flat, kind of shower like that. But, and also someone in the room looking at you for 24-7 so you don't get up too high. You can move your head like maybe 40 degrees, but you have to stay pretty still for like 105, 10 days. But you'll get bed sores, right? Yeah, so when you finish about, it takes you maybe five, six, seven days to get back to normal again. My friend Dave did it three times in like a span of four years. It's like fifty-five thousand, sixty grand, or something like that. But you're mentally that mentally either that mentally does something to you. That's that's like that's doing solitary confinement. Yeah, you know what was funny during COVID, I was the happiest because I've been locked up for like nine, ten years, so it wasn't anything new. That, <laughs> and they were paying more money too for medical testing, and it was very bizarre, man. Because you go to these medical labs. They were also confused. Like, they were asking me, like, hey, do you, do you work at the other clinic? Well, how are they dealing with the COVID? So, like, I was surprised. Like, they were asking me. Because they don't know anything. I, I, nobody knew what was going on. And um, so what happened during COVID when we were doing the studies, you check in the hotel first three days. They pay you extra money, like five, 600 bucks a day. They want make sure you don't have COVID. So that was like another additional two, three thousand dollars or whatever it was. Mm. Then these medical staff people show up in this crazy headgear, 
look like a scene from like E.T. E. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for real. And they have a whole monitor video, make sure you don't sneak out of there and talk to other people. And yeah, it was really crazy. And uh, and what I thought was interesting, people asking me, did I do any COVID studies? I would never do that. Because for one, you don't get paid and you have to be a sucker to do those because they haven't really had a lot of time experimenting on animals and stuff, you know? Right, yeah. But I understand people are desperate, they're in full fear, but... Um, so have you ever seen one of the drugs that you tested for actually come out? No, uh, no. Well, I don't think so. So the, all the times you've done it, it's never even, it's never even mattered. Well, I mean, I mean, they give you, so when you go in for interview, they give you like a huge document by 50, 70 pages. You got to read the whole thing. It talk about who you're doing it for, what's it for, the side effect, possible problem, what does it do? How much you will pay? So you have to write down on a piece of paper, I'm doing this to go see Chicago and the son of Sam's house <laughs> this summer. That's why he's, you have to write down? Kind of, but uh, we could talk a little bit more. But um, uh, we wrote a letter to son of Sam. He wrote back to us. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Okay. Don't go into that yet. Okay, yeah. Because this is, you understand, people watching this, uh, Yoshi... I know, I'm not making that up. I'm not making it up. I know that's the problem. <laughs> is this not? A, it's not a problem. It's like this is why you've always fashioned. But this guy, he does so many other things. He, oh, you know how you have life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to do that someday. I want to do that someday. You want to do that someday. I'd like to do that someday. But you pretty much do your jobs, maybe one or two jobs, and then hang with your family. Yeah. And your friends, and these are things you you never do. Right? Let's call them regrets. Yeah. Mini life regrets. No, it's not going to affect your life. It's not like it made your life. You don't do that. You do all the things that you want to do. Like all those little things that I would yeah. say, ah, oh, that'd be cool to do. You do. And one of the things you do is you, I don't know, what's the word? Not hunt. You, you, <laughs> what's the word? You, 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 you chase. Well, can I tell you something yeah, about doing the, the, yeah. the thing? Um, I used to work at a porn shop in Seattle called Taboo Video. Yeah. And I used to have to deal with crackheads, right? They, they would come in because middle of the night they shoplift. I got to say, I learned a very valuable lesson from crackheads. You could say whatever you want about them. First thing when they get up or whenever they're uh, uh, up, they always do what they want to do. Like whenever you say, like, I don't have time for this and that, it's, it's, an, it's a really an excuse. If it's something's important to you, Bobby, yeah. you will always make time. Like, you always make time for your son. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. No. Nope. Career or whatever, you yeah. always make, because this is important to you. Yeah. Crackheads, they don't give a fuck about their family. They don't care about their country. Crack is the number one thing, and they make effort every single minute of it. So if you put 5% of effort like crackhead, your life will be so much better because... You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck about my yeah. credit report and career and things like that. I, I Because I know what happened to my father in Japan. So if I want to do something, I, I don't care. I'm not going to let anything stop me from doing something. Right. So I, I do it. But I, I, I used to watch crackheads and, like, I was really amazed. Like, yeah. they, the focus, what they want to do. Right. They get it done. They got to get crack. Yeah. And so and they got to find a way to get that money for the crack. So when people say they don't have time, it's, it's a lie. Right. Go look at a crackhead. It's not important to them. Yeah, yeah. That's why, if, ladies, if a guy doesn't marry you, because it's not important for them to marry you. Right. And and, and all kinds of stuff. And but, that's 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 marital advice. Yeah, from, from Yoshi Abayashi. Uh, well, you said something about your dad. What do you mean about your dad? Because most Japanese people 
are always afraid of offending their peers, family. So they always do what's right for everyone else except for themselves, you know. And your dad did that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he's ever done anything that made him happy. Really? Uh, but that's very typical of uh, my father's generation, you know. No, I don't. What do you, they... I mean, after World War II, I think the, the, the generation from that, they want to rebuild Japan, so they sacrifice everything, you know? Right. But I think, who the hell is going to say at the deathbed, well, I'm, I'm glad they did all the overtime. Who's going to say that? You know, yeah. we're not going to live forever. But I think that's one of the major problems, one of many problems in Japan where people are not living their full potential or trying to make themselves happy, you know? What, now, what did your dad do for work? Insurance company. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he just worked all the time. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think it's not the Asian people love working. It's just that if you work all the time, you don't have to work and work on your own happiness. Right. You know. Because you're working at somebody, you're working to make somebody else happy. Yeah. So you, you have no responsibility for your own happiness, you know. How many people lived in your house? When I was growing up? Yeah. Uh, myself, my younger brother, my mom, and my dad. But they got divorced really... Where did you grow up? Osaka, Japan. And then 1980, my mother kidnapped myself and my younger brother, and we flew into the States. Is that kidnapping? Um, she said we're, fly we're, we're flying from Osaka, Japan to Tokyo, and when we woke up next day, we're in Hawaii, and that's when my mother said, by the way, your dad and I were divorced. Well, and, that's how you found out? Yeah, and then after that, my mom drop myself and my younger brother to her older sister and then where in uh bremerton washington seattle yeah yeah. yeah so she dropped you off up there and then what did she do she went back to japan for what work i think I, I think i think that the plan originally was keep us in states for a couple of years and go back to japan but that never happened you know by the way i'm 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 also ethnically korean what yeah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so the relative we were living in, in Washington State only spoke English. That's a whole different soup. Only spoke. <laughs> Thank you, Max. <laughs> I'm closer to Steve Byrne more than anything. But the family we were living in Washington State, they spoke English and Korean. They didn't speak Japanese. So we were living with relatives that really didn't know. And we couldn't really communicate with them because they didn't speak Japanese. So it was a really confusing time for us. And also, Bromington, Washington is a Navy town. And they had Battleship USS Missouri where Japanese signs surrender. So we were getting our, our asses kicked every day. Oh, they, you're getting beat up? They hate Japanese people. Why? Why? That's what I don't understand. But I'm ethnically Korean. So we were getting beat up by Filipinos and Korean Chinese kids, too. Really? So even Asian other Asian kids I mean, don't... It, it, when they say Asian hate, you know who hate Asian people? Oh, Asian people. They do? Oh, yeah. So, I don't understand. So, you got your well, ass I mean, Because Japan... You didn't get they, your ass... But don't, don't, when you say, you know, the battleship... Um, USS Missouri. Missouri was there. And then I just picture these little freckled redhead kids beating you up. Some, but it's more other Asian kids. Why don't they like you? Because, for example, the Filipino kids, their grandpa's like, Oh, he's a Japanese guy? Go and beat him up. Really? Well, I mean, the Japanese did terrible things in Philippines. Baton death march and torture and murder. and um, God, God. You guys did a bunch of terrible... Well, you did Pearl Harbor to us and we like you. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Um, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Get over it, Filipinos. 
<laughs> yeah, they, uh, no. Um, wow. So you got your butt kicked. Did you learn anything? Did you learn any martial arts or anything? Or did you just take the beating? I took classes, but all of them also knew, you know. Like, if you already know martial arts, it's kind of wash, right? What do you mean? Well, it's me versus five Filipino kids. What am I going to do at 10 years old? You're like, Dude, I don't know if you've ever seen a Bruce Lee movie. I don't know. <laughs> beat the shit out of all of them with nunchucks. No, I was oh. terrible at it. Really? I mean, I, I took kendo when I was a kid, but the sword fighting, I'm not going to carry around. Why not? <laughs> this is shit. Get a, get a wooden sword and smack him in the head. But, <laughs> but I, I understood. Yeah. Because I was an odd kid, too, in Japan. I was getting beat up in Japan, too. You got beat up in Japan? Yeah. Why? So in Japan, this, we have a thing called Ijime. So it, it's a where group of kids will find one kid that they don't like, and just they would just pick on that kid. It's a very common thing in Japan because you, you, you're supposed to be the same like everyone else. And if you stick out and a little different, yeah, the group feel they have a responsibility to beat up that kid until that kid becomes normal like everyone else. And what was different about you? Um, well, because I'm ethnically Korean, my mother raised us a little different. So it was there's a little difference that so they noticed. Your mother's noticed. Korean. What? Your mother's Korean. Yeah. And your father's Japanese. No, he, he was born in Japan, but he was also ethnically Korean. So you had two. So you weren't. You're not really Japanese. No. You're Korean. Well, we're called Zainichi Koreans. What the fuck is that? So, I do you have? Are you all? Is your blood Korean? Yes. And you're you're outside. Um, but the Korean people in Korea do not like us either. Why? Who the what? Should I have you on the show? I, I mean, nobody likes you. Am I doing the wrong thing? So last year, there was two shows, right? Yeah. Uh, Pachinko on Apple TV and Tokyo Vice on HBO. Yes. It was the first time in two television shows where they talk about Zainichi Koreans or Japanese Koreans, and they're special ethnic groups. And I was shocked because white people were asking me, are you Zainichi? And they're like, it's really strange. Just like Russell Peters. Russell Peters is Anglo-Indian. He's not Indian, really. No. So uh, to be Zainichi... You have to be. I think he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole—he's just into people. He, but he was a goofy Puerto. I think he's a Puerto Rican with a touch of Down syndrome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's more black, but yeah, yeah he's more. Yeah, he's a. He's a <laughs> go ahead. So Zainichi Koreans are any Korean living in Japan, 1945, and their descendant because Japan occupied Korea and they brought us to Japan as a slave labor. So we're we're kind of like the blacks of Japan. Wow, because Japan was about to conquer everybody. I mean, attacking USA was the biggest mistake, obviously. Because if you didn't attack us, we ain't we ain't fucking with you. No, no, no. And you would have took all. You would have had China. You would have Korea. Southeast Asia. Yeah. You would have. I mean, all of that would have been Japanese right now. Yeah. Right. Because I th I think. And then we should have let you take it all over, and then go beat the shit out of you guys. But Rose, President, <laughs> President Roosevelt was very happy when we uh, bombed Pearl Harbor. Why? Then now we have an excuse to go to war with Japan. Well, I mean, think about it. If you guys conquered China, um, I, I believe that, I mean, look, if people don't know, Japan is this little strip of island yeah. off of this huge country. I mean, it's, it's massive. And they were, they were, you guys were looking, Japan was looking to take over all of that. Asia. Yeah. Um, and... 
And you guys beat the shit out of the Chinese. Yes. You guys, it's terrible. You guys, I mean, you did some hard shit to them. Yeah. And after that, they were like, never again. We might not beat them with uh, our fighters, right? Yes. But we will beat them with numbers. So they were like, we are going to have as many babies as we can have, men. That's why they they were like, if you have a girl, take it, goodbye. And they were like, we, we're going to have, so you have a million people come attack us, we're going to have 10 million. Yes. Am I correct? 100%. Right. And But what's funny is Chairman Mao was glad a Japanese invade China. Yeah. Because it gave them kind of really weird, really weird uh, reference, but like almost like a playoff, like a fighting experience. So when when the China Chinese were fighting Japanese, especially the Mao's army was fighting Japanese, it gave them good fighting experience. And by the time they defeated Japan, they defeated the rest of the Chinese groups and ended up beating them. So they sent all those rest of the Chinese to Taiwan. You know, right now they're gonna take Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what's gonna happen to Japan. You know, because China's becoming a huge... Massive power. Yeah. Huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're in everything. I mean, they pretty much own Africa. They own the Spice Road. Wow. Yes, sir. They, right? They, You're 100% right. And, 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 and they're... Uh, I don't know if I should be offended at your shock of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I mean, you're no, look, I don't, I don't, you're looking I, I'm at me. I'm not an insult. Like, I don't mean like to insult. Well, I'm I mean, just, you're going, like, wow, you know something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I'm sure the people watching are fucking pretty well. That's crazy too. But no, but yeah, I mean. But they, but the, the thing with Asian people, we're dishonest. We, we don't like telling honest things. So there is. I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> no, no, but. but I, I didn't. I'm, yeah, good. But, but I'm, I'm saying it, it. I'm nodding like saying yes. I'm not nodding like I agree. But go ahead. That's right. This is where the West is far superior because you guys are so honest. Okay. You're a lot of criticism. And China have plenty of internal problems. That the population problem, they're going down. Well, because the population is going down. Yes. In fact, India is going to surpass them relatively soon. Now, imagine if you have a social security system where you're expecting young people to take care of old people. But now we're getting to the point where you have less young people, and each one of those people are getting into the position where they're burdened with taking care of older folks. Yep. And this is a humongous problem in China. And you can't overnight change people's behavior to have more kids all of a sudden. They got comfortable having very few kids. Yeah, and boys. Yes. And um, the the reason why you have big family because the parents are expecting them to take care of themselves. Well, now not, that they have money, they don't need to have kids taking care of them. Right. And plus also you have that many people. How are you going to feed all these people? Yes. Yeah. You're a communist country. You have to supply a lot of shit. And well, that's it, why they're in Africa for raw material. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're pillaging. They're buying. They're pretty much doing what England did. Yes. Uh, the British like they're, they're conquering through money. Con yeah, not, not through fights. You know, English England would go over and just beat the shit out of somebody and then take it, and then add in Christianity and convert everybody, Yeah, and then put in their things, and it would say, oh, this is better now, which it was. Yeah. It was, it was more civil, but it wasn't their culture. You robbed their culture and their land. But in the last hundred years, they had to give it all back. Yes. I mean, Hong Kong, in our lifetime... 1997, yeah. Was British. Yes. And now it's, it's, chi it's China. I think what Chinese are doing in Africa, you know, traditionally you have two ways of conquering people by violence 
But the worst one is we you loan money to them, then you really got them by the balls. And they yeah. did it to us. Yes, and, and and there's Chinese police stations in yes, New York. There's, there's a chi- yeah, there's they have their own, which is nuts. They have their own consulate. Yeah, they have their own. I lived on Forty Third between Tenth and Eleventh, and all of a sudden they just put up this building, and it's a Chinese, not a con. It's like a Chinese hotel, and it's only and it's security and it's a secure building. And yeah, they're monitoring other Chinese monitoring. citizens living in the states. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So what's going to happen to Japan if China becomes the motherfucker? You think they're going to try to take Japan? Well, I, I know they're making a lot of alliances with... Uh, um, you, you know they're in serious situation when they're talking to Koreans because Korean people, rightfully so, Korean people don't like Japanese, but they're pragmatic too. They're, they're making security uh, deal with Japan. And I think Vietnam, Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, and these countries are concerned about China. They're trying to help each other. Um, but I, I think you, you, don't wanna, you don't wanna exaggerate China's power because they have a lot of problems too, but invading Japan and island like Taiwan, it's, it's, it's a very complicated thing, you know? Uh, and I think they're watching what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. You know, they don't wanna suffer this consequence from the whole world turning against you. Yeah. And um, I don't think they want to get into that mess. I hope they just wait it out, wait until Taiwan say we want to join China. I know that sounds like science fiction, but that's more my preference, you know? You want Taiwan to be just say we want to be part of China. I'd rather because that's gonna fuck than... us though, because all of our I mean, there's a lot of shit that we get from Taiwan. The a micro- lot of... microchip is number one thing. You can't get a car anymore. No. You have to wait four, six months for a car or anything because of the microchips that are made in Taiwan. They're the number one in the world, and they just made their uh, new facility in Arizona. Good. So in case there is a problem, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone makes microchips, but Taiwanese make the most important ones, the very sophisticated ones. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird... Now, let me ask you a question. If, uh-huh. we, if this all does go down... Uh, Whose side are you on? <laughs> USA. Okay. You heard it here. So don't beat him up if you see him. He's one of us. Even though he says USA a little weird, right? <laughs> um, if you can't beat him, join them, right? What, what, oh. Now, you didn't go back to Japan for a while, man. Because yeah. I, went, I, I don't know if you can't. You don't want to talk about that. No, no, no this is fine. Um, this is crazy. You, you got to talk. It's, it's, so, um, they they found my father's body in August of two thousand three, and basically make it short. We don't know if it was suicide or murder. Godzilla. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, I made a joke about your dead dad. No, go ahead. <laughs> I said Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it was suicide or baby Godzilla's hot rings. <laughs> oh no 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 nothing. No, no. I'm sorry. So you father that's stupid of me. I feel so bad. No, 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 no. It's um. Right. So I, he I joked about it many times. You okay, know. I know. You, that's why I love you because you're sick as comic. I know. But right. I, you know, this well as I do that if you're going to make fun of things, you you can't cry about somebody making fun of your yeah. personal tragedy. It doesn't yeah. work like that. No, you know? you're right. So your father committed either committed suicide or, or was, murdered or go- Godzilla. <laughs> My step. Can we just My, throw that in? My stepmother um, was friends with Godzilla. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Mothra. <laughs> so at the funeral, I ended up kicking the shit out of my stepmother. Whoa. Back up. You know this. I know, but I want them oh, okay. to know this. Don't ever fucking read. Don't ever pull the curtain away from my fucking dramatic story. Sorry. <laughs> you know. So your stepmom, you think something might was a little awry with your stepmom. Well, the last time I saw my dad, he, it was really hard for him, but he, he finally admitted the whole time my dad was married to my stepmother, she was cheating on my dad, mistreating my father. Really? At one point trying to poison him. Shit. And then, but typical Asian people, none of my family member in Japan would never tell me after he passed away. So I was really angry when I flew back. I was also mad at my dad because why can't you stand up for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. He didn't, he just couldn't do it. He, Were you friends with your dad? I was very close, but my dad comes from very, um, you know, it was not a good ho- home, and he had five or six overbearing sisters. So he was very passive. My dad never hit me. My mother used to hit me all the time. And, and your dad, you, you he couldn't to... really stand up for himself, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. And my stepmother was taking advantage of him, so I didn't know any of it until he passed away. How'd you find out? I got an email from my cousin, and... Uh, Tom Segura liked this email. It only had two words in the email. It just said, Papa dead. That was my... Um... Wasn't that a Madonna song? <laughs> oh, that was Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> I fucked up. I'm sorry. Apologize again. No decency. Not even capitalized P. It just Papa dead, and that's it. And uh, Because my family emotionally is stunted. You sure it wasn't Papa Godzilla? <laughs> sorry. I thought it was a joke. you know. So I, so I called back, and of course, they, they told me... Um, Papa dead? They found his body, and he... Oh, where'd they find him? At the home, and he was decomposed. Oh, shit. Where's she? Where's the stepwife? I guess they were separated at that okay. point. So when they um, found the body, um, I'm not going to use the word, but I, 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 I went to the police station. My dad was so dark, he looked like the character um, Nightcrawler from Marvel. Uh, it's just completely black, you know. Yeah, and he was hanging from the ceiling, and you uh, could have said Patrice. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I don't, don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I said it. I said it. Joe Rogan got almost got him in trouble, so I'm not going to say. It, but yeah, um, please. Um, Joe Rogan has a half a billion. Yeah, I got I got a couple thousand in the back. So at the funeral, I saw her with my aunt. And it wasn't premeditated, but my aunt said, you fucking bitch, you killed my brother in Japanese. She walked away. She said that to your stepmom. Yeah. And she doesn't say anything. And, and you- we're, we're on top of the mountain because of different steps and there's different cemeteries. We're in the highest point. Yeah, Mount it, Fuji. <laughs> we, were, we were up there. And unfortunately for my stepmother, she doesn't know my temper. Oh yeah, she thought I was pushover like my dad, and right. then next thing you know, it I was I didn't like I said I didn't plan for it because I didn't think I had a uh, opportunity to be in a room, place by myself, and I guess next thing you know, I'm just kicking the shit out of her, right? And uh, at one point, she, I spread her leg and just stumped between her legs and made a cracking sound. Okay, I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw. 
Mazel Tov. But anyway, um, been next. Then some old lady screamed because, because I, I, bl- I blacked out. You blacked out. I'm just almost well, kicking this, her side that, of her head. Let's just give a little context to this. Yeah. Okay. This is a woman that quite potentially could have killed your father. Left Hansa dead. Uh, always rude to him, mistreated him, poisoned him, left a whole bunch of dead. And my dad was a really soft-spoken, kind person. And this is somebody that abused your dad over years. And he would and, never say anything to and me. And never picked it. And then you, and you knew about this, and this is the first time you've seen her. Yeah, after and, my dad and, passed and away. And it all yeah. came out. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that, and I assaulted her uh, nephew, brother-in-law, and sister-in-law. At the, really? Then I ran... And I forced my cousin to drive out of there. And we drove maybe five minutes away from cemetery. And we went to a cafe. And I'm drinking coffee with my cousin. And within 15 minutes, we hear paramedics going up the mountain. And, and the person serving the coffee talking to another lady, uh, another waitress. They were saying, like, what's going on? Oh, some crazy person beat up a lady uh, yeah, at the top of the mountain cemetery, and she doesn't realize that was me. It was you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just calm, you know. Yeah. And then after that, I made my cousin drive me to downtown Osaka. I hop on the train. I went to the airport. Luckily, there was one more flight that day. United Airlines. They made a change for me, and I flew out. I haven't been back until February, or March of this year, because Russell Peters' brother said, "Hey, would you mind going to Japan with you?" Yeah, because with- I need a translator and somebody travel. Now, 10 years ago, Joe Rogan asked me to go to Japan, but I was a little worried about getting arrested. But Russell's family had done so much for me, so I couldn't say no. Yeah. So I went, and I was really, really nervous because I thought I'll get arrested. As soon as they see your passport, warrant for your arrest. That's what I thought. But maybe, did they, maybe they didn't press charges. I don't know how things work over there. you know. But I, I found out later two things. One... Police usually don't like getting into family dispute because technically she is my stepmother. Yeah. And and two, um, I was flying out of Taipei to Japan. I just traveled uh, part of Asia because Russell was doing a bunch of show there. And I was really nervous because I'm flying out of Taipei to Osaka, Japan, my home, right? And... You must have been shitting your pants. Yes, and at the terminal, it was basically all Asian people, Taiwanese, Chinese, mostly Japanese. I'm really nervous, and there's this one white guy keep looking at me. I'm talking to my friend on the phone, being nervous. I don't know what to do, and he keep looking at me. He walk up to me eventually, say, "Are you Yoshi?" Wow. And it's like, uh, yes. And most people don't recognize me. But my stupid accented voice didn't recognize right away yeah. for some reason. So <laughs> evidently, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer was talking about me one time. Yeah. And Bert said something about, you know that thing that Yoshi did in Japan? Well, this motherfucker just happened to be there and searched like a couple of years beforehand. Yeah. I didn't know any of it. So I didn't want to talk about it. But this fucker wouldn't shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk about it. You're in the place. You yeah, haven't been there in I'm, 10 years. I, yeah, 10 years. Like... 20 years, yeah. 19 years and um, six months. But I don't want to be rude because he might say something at the airport. Right. So like, oh, you know, I don't think it's that big deal. You know, it's no yeah. big deal. But, yeah. but so Jeremy, whatever his name was. So he's sitting way in the back. And then as soon as I land, um, <laughs> I'm going through the terminal. And, you know, I haven't been in you know, about 20 years. And I go up to the custom. Oh, no. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really shaking, you know, because... Uh, 
at least prison in America have rights. In Japan, it is a completely different. You know, Amnesty International said that President Japan is incredibly inhumane yeah. and terrible, and I'm ethnically Korean. They don't like us, so I'm just, you know, I'm just sweating. Yeah, like, but we do know you can fight women. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could fight midgets. Yeah. I could fight crackheads. You beat the I, I shit. You beat the shit out of a woman, but uh, we we do have rage inside you. Yes, I can't fight a man, but. <laughs> So he scanned everything, you know, my U.S. passport, everything. He doesn't say anything, you know, typical Japanese person, no personality. I'm just sweating. Like, oh, my God. Then he gave me the passport, and I just walk away, you know. I thought, oh, my God, I guess there's no... Then 15, 20 seconds later, I look over. The guy's running behind me. For a split second, I thought, I'm going to fucking run out of airport. Right. You know, but... There's a bunch of cops in front of me too, so I, I I think if I run, they'll catch me. I didn't know what to do, man. So um, I looked down, and he goes, "Sir, you forgot your passport." I was oh. so nervous. I left the fucking passport. Oh, you fucking asshole! So I walked out. I later on I talked to my friend John. He's American from Seattle. Yeah, that'd be funny if you like. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna thank you. I thought you were gonna arrest me for breaking that old lady's cunt. <laughs> 19 years ago. All right, dude, thanks. I mean, I was kicking her head. Her oh, eye God. was ready to pop out. Oh, my so, God. Anyway, I find out through the, my lawyer, technically, they do have statute of limitation, but here's the catch. You have to be in Japan the whole time. So I beat up my stepmother day one, and I ended up staying in Japan for like eight, nine days. Technically, there's only nine days have passed in 15-year statute of limitation. Because you left... Yeah, so how many you have a how what's the statute of limitation? How many years? 10 years, but you have to be there in 10 years. So they started day you got started day 10. Yes. Oof. So so she, do you think they know you're in town? Your family knows you're in town? You didn't tell anybody. Right? I didn't tell anyone. You don't want to tell anybody cuz they'll rat you out. They'll tell somebody. My third cousin in Tokyo, he told me they know that family, that the, the family that I beat up. Yeah, they say that they understand why I did it. They don't want to have any more problems. We like to move on, but you know, I hang out with you, Patrice, and Jim Norton. I'm I'm too honest. I said like, well, first of all, they the stepmother say I forgive you. Well, first of all, I'm not asking for forgiveness. You're not in a position to do that. And two, you're alive because I let you live. Okay, that's pretty. That's and pretty, if I ever see you again, I'll yeah. kick the shit out of you. So I again. say, I, I just made it clear to them. Yeah. But you feel that way still? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, guys. You, I, I think he it's. Is he staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, Bobby, if somebody did something to your family, I don't think you'll forgive those people. My mother? I might. <laughs> I might. I okay, might. your son for sure. There's no way. Yesterday, he was being a cunt. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. No, no. No, of course. Man, look. There's something that's you know, unforgivable. You know, listen, family's family. Yeah. You know, I don't know I don't know how I would act if somebody did something to my mom or yeah. my family like that. Um, and you know I, that, you, I, I definitely know. I don't know how I would act in front of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? In your brain, you think that maybe, <laughs> you know, you'll keep your shit together, blah, blah, blah. I Look. You know, I, I snapped at the guy up at Mount Kisco 
go-kart racing the other day. Yeah. Because they fucked up Max's birthday thing. Yeah. And I, I, I was going to go out. You know, it was like the hamburgers had stu- uh, mustard on them. There was no French fries. There was no cups. Then, then there was no thing. And then she's cutting the cake. She has an attitude. And I'm like, it's just building. And then I'm like, I'm going to go talk to the guy. Yeah. And I walked out with the intentions of just being like, listen. And when I, I just, it built. Yeah. And I was like, Listen. You know, and he was like, sir. I go, let me fin it. And I snapped. Yeah. And it worked. You know, it made me feel better. And they fixed everything. But you you have... if, if but I don't enjoy it. I don't think you do either. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I felt crappy after. Sure. I, you don't enjoy... Nobody... I, if you enjoy that, you, you, there's something wrong with you. It makes you, me... You have an emotional hangover forever. Yeah. Until you're able to deal with it. But you can't. It makes me queasy. It doesn't make me feel good, but it's a problem, man. It yeah. just, uh, um, but it, it that only happened like something personal, you know, some yeah. people that you care about. Yeah, like I mean, that. yeah, I'm, I'm comparing your father's death to <laughs> mustard hey. on a hot dog and a hamburger. <laughs> I don't have that type of problems you yeah. have. I mean, <laughs> I'm American. But if it's, <laughs> if it's real to you, it, it, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is, you know. But the, um, it's crazy. But so now, do you think you could go back? I, or you? I, I probably, I'll be honest. I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed the place. And you know, if you go to a place once a year, twenty years, you don't really notice that big of a difference. But I, I, I really was truly shocked when you're away nineteen years. It does feel like another country. And I was shocked how much I missed the place. I love it. And and, and I'm sure. You're growing up certain, from Boston, correct? Yep. So there's certain food or taste or smell that reminds you of childhood, right? Yeah. I fucking forget that. I forgot about that for 20 years, you know? And my cousin and I, we took a train up to Fukushima, you know? And we went. And first of all, there's no fucking kids, man. It's just crazy what's going on in Japan. That The population is just... Yeah, what, what's, well, they have no children, right? No. It's a different from China. China is... Political policy in Japan is a cultural problem. And I, I was really kind of shocked how few kids we saw, you know. And, you know, at one point we had 100 million people. They're talking about like 55, 60 million in like 50 years or something. That's insane. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And I, I don't know what is the solution. Everybody knows there's a problem. I, I have one. You guys need to fuck more. Yes. And jizz inside Japanese vaginas. That's 100% right. Yeah. No, for real. Sure. Um, And here's another solution. Two things. Bring a lot of Mexicans over. (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to see a Japanese Japanese Mexican. (laughs) No, no, just a lot of... uh, I don't know if you know this. In Tokyo, there's a Isn't that a Korean? No, no. In Tokyo, there's this huge Mexican slash Cholo... Uh, culture, yeah. The, the, the Japanese love the Mexican culture co- uh, quite a bit, but number one solution, I know this sounds like a weird thing to say. If you make divorce easy to do, and you give women more rights, more women will think to get married and take a chance. But right now, when they get divorced, they have so little rights. Right? Why would any rational Japanese woman get married knowing right. that they they're fucked? You know? Yeah, I don't give women rights. <laughs> I mean, we did it here, and they ruined television and comedy. <laughs> Jesus. 
sorry. I'm sorry. Great, you're saying that, and I'm just kicking the shit out of all ladies. I know, we really hate women on this yeah. show. <laughs> um, here's another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh-huh. Um, because you you do all these testings, and you but you go like you do. You you've been to Son of Sam, uh, house. You've you he's, he sent you a letter. So I'm friends with a, um, a comedian named Stephen uh, Briggs in L.A. Yeah. And his father was friend with him. Uh, his father was friend with David Berkowitz. Right. And when Stephen wrote a letter, uh, Berkowitz wrote back and said, oh, yeah, I remember your father. We used to play basketball uh, in the uh, 70s. Right. And we were trying to have him, um, Stephen wanted to do one-man show where he's interacting with Son of Sam, but uh, he stopped writing to us after third or fourth letter. Why? I don't know. He just stopped. Yeah. And uh, um, I also met John Mohammed, the DC sniper. He's living in. You met him. He he was living in Tacoma, Washington, because he was uh, army in Fort Lewis. He used to come to my mother's uh, Japanese watching buying. I know it sounds racist, but chicken teriyaki. You know, he's black and everything. Yeah. So he used to come in, and I I thought that shooting happened twenty years ago. I was like, I look at the picture, and I'm like, wow. I'm as racist, I think, every black person. But I look at his back, and it was him. He used to come to my mom's restaurant. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And uh, right now, I'm working a project called 169 with my friend Mikey Sliman. He's a comedian in Vegas. He's childhood friend with a guy named Joshua Nichols. And that name shouldn't mean anything to you. But Joshua Nichols is son of Terry Nichols. Do you recognize that name? Mm-mm. Terry Nichols was a friend of Timothy McVeigh. They bombed Oklahoma City. So we're doing a project with him, and we call it 169 because we also think Joshua is a victim. So 168 people died, mm-hmm. and Joshua was 10 years old when his father got in trouble for Oklahoma City bombing. So ever since then, anytime he did anything, they call him son of a Oklahoma City bombing. Mm. They kicked him out. He couldn't go back to school. and uh, Because of his father. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, in Hollywood, if your fa- parents are star, you get all the unfair advantage. Yeah. And if your father is a serial killer or terrorist, you take all the um, burden. You have nothing to do with it. You take that burden. You know, it, it, yeah. it's, it's a terrible when you have nothing to do with it and now people you... stop talking to you. He, he couldn't go back to school. So, but you couldn't find a kinder person, man. Yeah, uh, that sucks. But he's That's going... an interesting, is it a documentary? We're, we're working right now and uh, he's, unfortunately he's going back to prison Soon, the nice guy. Yeah, cause he had a dispute. Well, don't look away. Don't look away. Don't look. <laughs> I thought away. you said he was a nice guy. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I thought I'm picturing a blonde, beautiful young kid, or this guy who's just a nice guy. But he, what was he in prison for? Um, so somebody owed him a money, and he never learned. He never learned conflict resolution. <laughs> So instead of asking money gently, he got in a fight and ended up, I guess, technically, if you want to call it, kidnapping. So he got in trouble for oh that. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, dude. <laughs> Fuck this kid. And, and, and here's the thing, Bobby. Um, so, so because... I don't he, want to see this documentary anymore. So because he's going to prison soon. Yeah. He's going to prison soon. And his father, Terry Nichols, been in Supermax in Florence, Colorado. For There'll like, be a family reunion. They're, they're, they're able to talk. This is going to be their last time talking because, you know, Terry's kind of getting up there in age. Yeah. Oklahoma City bombing is coming up in two years, 30th anniversary. And once Josh go to prison, I don't think they're going to talk again. So right. we record five conversations between the two. Uh, 
for the probably going to be a last time, you know. Yeah. And um, you see if Lego will make a uh, a, a, a Oklahoma City building. Yeah, you know, for the thirty. I know some of your sick fans going to make one. <laughs> wow. And you know what happened one time? Yeah, a bunch of people died because <laughs> your fucking sick father's friend. My friend Mikey yeah. was friend with Joshua Nichols, and he also knew Terry Nichols as a yeah. kid. Right. And when they were talking, so I think about a year ago, Terry Nichols, obviously the bomber, called Mikey and told him interesting story. He said, hey, by the way, I was talking about this project about uh, yours, mm -hmm. possibly documentary, possibly a uh, pod. And you know what? Ted want to talk to you guys. Really? And you know which Ted we were talking about? Ted. Uh, Ted Kaczynski. Because they're, they're in Supermax. It's the, wow. It, in the Florence, Colorado. So this particular yeah. cell row, um, one of them you know, which is the Boston bomber. He's the neighbor. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski and Terry Nichol. They call the bomber's alley. <laughs> All the bombers in this one particular part in Supermax in Florence, right. Colorado. And I don't know how they talk to each other, but the, 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 uh, unless... Terry Nichols was lying. He told Mikey and like Ted want to talk to him, which is interesting because six months before uh, I heard about this, I went to Lincoln, Montana. I went to uh, Ted Kaczynski's home and the library. He used to do research to make bombs and stuff. So I, I hang out in Lincoln, Montana too. You do a lot of this stuff. I've been most you, of it. Yeah. You like to go to the places these people were and sit down and be there and where they <laughs> ate, where they went to school. I check all that. I just got back from um, Munich for uh, Mohammed Atta, the leader of 9-11. I went to his school. I went to his apartment. Uh, I even went to uh, Minneapolis where George Floyd got killed because George Floyd did porn. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Yeah, so I f consider him as a colleague. And um, <laughs> great, should, great performer, by the way. You consider the other guy who's going to prison as a colleague, too, because yeah. you both beat people up for shit. <laughs> and I think... I, I know you and Jimmy and Patrice know me I don't, I don't mean any malice, but right. I, I do stuff sometimes weird or odd. Yeah. But, I, but you guys know me well enough that you would never jump to conclusion. No, no, no. But others see me do something, they get upset. And I don't really? mean disrespect. But for example, and I'm being careful when I say this, I didn't mean to do it. But when I was in Minneapolis, I lay flat where Floyd got killed. I want to know what was like the angle was like. Yeah. And I stand as, as a cop. And then you asked a white guy to put his knee on your neck? No, no, no. Excuse I was, me. Uh, could you please put a uh, <laughs> knee on my neck? I want to feel. This black lady, what the fuck? She started yelling at me. I didn't mean it like that, but I'm trying to look at it from their angle. Like, I don't understand. Why would you do that? I'm just laying flat, looking up. Yeah, where and, a guy and, died. And, and sitting <laughs> on the knee. Still a body mark. Yeah. I also went to where Michael Brown got killed in right. Ferguson. I went to... Um, and during, during COVID, it was so Did cheap. you rent a convertible and drive the JFK route? <laughs> <laughs> but I went to the grocery store. Michael Brown got caught shoplifting. And this Indian guy looked like Russell Peters. He was yelling at me, like, you know, taking forever to shop. I bought the same item that he shoplifted. Bought it from there. Right. I went to the spot where he got killed. And uh, I, I went to every uh, riots during COVID. I went to most of the... Um, Famous black person can killed by cops. I went, um, I went, good portion of a serial killer and anything with terrorism because you find it interesting. I, and that's why you do these things so you can have the money to do that. 
I did it, and I didn't know why I was doing it. And 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 so what? So this is what happened, Bobby. Um, I guess I was kind of trained to do this because, well, this is what my dad used to do. This like you know, my dad was an athletic, so we didn't go to sports event. We, he was an intellectual, so we didn't go to a museum. He liked movie, but we didn't really see too many movies. But what my dad used to do when I was a kid, he would take me to all the horrible places in Japan where this this is a place somebody got murdered, or this was a serial killer, or this is where the atomic bombs were dropped. So I got habit of going to those places because my dad used to take me play. He gave really graphic how somebody got murdered or dead, and I'm like just a fucking kid. But I mean that's what he was into, you know? Yeah. Well. So what happened was 2021, I was in Dubai. I was doing the whole round-the-world trip. I had friends there. And I met a guy named Vinay. He worked for U.S. government. He was an assist, uh, assistant to a U.S. diplomat to Afghanistan, Pakistan. So I got to know him through one of my friends. I jokingly asked him, because he worked for U.S. government, can you give me the list of porn that Bin Laden watched? Because the reason I'm interested in the kind of porn you watch tell me everything I need to know about you. Oh, shit. It's like an emotional credit report, you know? Sure. Yeah, I'm fucked. Go ahead. So he said, I don't know if I could get that list for you. Probably difficult. Yeah. But it's funny you ask. I have a friend named Kareem, lives in D.C. He's writing a book about sexual proclivities of terrorists. We'll make the story short. I've been going to D.C. helping this guy because he's academic and I'm a pervert. It takes a pervert to catch another pervert. Yeah. So uh, because I've been going through these serial killer terrorism shift all my life, I've been going to D.C. last two years. And this is a serious book that would be published within a year and a half, two months. And his publisher, I forgot the lady representing him, but she represents Cormac McCarthy, who wrote uh, No Country for All Men. So she's a real serious publisher. Yeah. So did you ever watch Mindhunter on Netflix? Yeah. So it's a perv hunter. So I'm assisting Kareem with this book. So we covered seven terrorists. And funny, some of them I've already done research on my own with my money. So when I met him, he kind of laughed because I already know half of that stuff. Right. But my angle is um, because sex is such a difficult thing to talk for most people. Yeah. And sex is definitely a difficult thing to study in college and yeah. university because people don't want to put resources to research studies yeah. uh, sex. They'll put money with cognitive science, with violence, yeah. but they don't want to give money for cognitive science and sex, you know? So you take a lot of uh, career chance when you do that. Well, people don't know that you were in the sex industry. For a long time, yeah. You worked for... Evil Angel. Evil Angel. Big and company. you edited... Porn. Porn. And, and, and I'm, I'm a DVD producer, and I also did PR for the company. Yeah. But... Uh, really, uh, you guys don't know that he would show up at a gig in L.A., and after the show, he'd be like, hey, man, do you want some porn? And he'd open up his trunk, and he'd just have DVDs of the most horrific shit ever and dildos. Just, yeah. He would just have, you want some dildos? And he just gives you dildos. He's like, I don't know what I would do with these. I used to give Patrice those glass dildos and stuff like that. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what I find it really interesting, sometimes I put a tranny porn in there. Yeah. And some of the comedians complain. Yeah. But it's a really bad acting. Like, I know they loved it. Hey, man, why would you? And they give it back to you. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a cum on it. It's a, the cover's ripped off. But there's a couple of comedians like, oh, give me more of that. So, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. But they wanted more training porn. But Jim Norton's number one. There's, there's times Jim, <laughs> Jim knew more than I did. 
Jim, like, well, Jim. one time we were watching uh, Hangover 2. Yeah. There were a bunch of transsexual. Uh, and he knew them all? There's one I couldn't pinpoint because she was in a movie, um, porn movie that I, uh, I did DVD for. I forgot the person's name, stage name. Not only did Jim knows that person's stage name, real yep. name, had the cell phone number and email address. Yeah. How much it cost him? An hour? Oh, yeah. How he much it cost him? Half everything. hour? <laughs> Dude, I, he, we're actually doing on the bonfire, I think next week, we're uh, doing, um, we're doing 30 minute sketches, charcoal yeah. sketches. And our model is a uh, uh, trend, uh, female porn star. Uh, oh, Jim knew, knows them all. And he, yeah, he goes, send me the, send me your name. So I, cause I, I might've already been with her. But uh, we're, so we're gonna draw thirty minute sketches, thirty second sketches, on charcoal with our pens of uh, tranny, uh, trans. How do you say it? Transvestite. As as uh, Rich Voss said one time, transies. <laughs> these transies, <laughs> fucking asshole. I gotta ask real quick because we had, we have these questions for you. Okay. I got questions. Um, what what does this Bobby Lee apologize to you on an episode? Of, what happened between you and Bobby Lee? So, um, because I had a problem with him too. Are you being serious? Yeah. What was the problem? He tried, he threatened my life. He said he was going to bite my jugular out and kill me on the set of a TV, uh, on a set of something. He must be. I mean, he looks serious. <laughs> and then he took his, he took his ding dong out a couple That's of times. That's Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, harm, mean, he's harmless. Of course, I'm kidding. But we, he thought we had a problem. Yeah. And we really didn't. I don't give a fuck, but I just, you know, I was kind of maybe short with him a little bit one time. Well, he's also short. He's very short. Yeah. Yeah, he's very short. Um, but uh, what, what was your problem with him? So two things could be true. I got to give credit. Bobby has been pioneering Asian American culture. He worked sure. really hard. And, um, you know, he's a talented guy. Yep. And uh, But we all have faults. But, you know, what started was, I mean, I don't, he and uh, there was a guy named David Cho who made the money from, huge money from Facebook doing all the painting and he made all kinds of money from that uh, deal, right? Okay. He's seen the show called Beef on Netflix and oh. he got in trouble recently. But so anyway, they're on podcasts and I think um, what I heard was one or both of them were supposedly talking shit about me, which is fine. I don't care. Because right. People talk shit all the time. Well, they're Korean, right? Yeah. And they hate Japanese people. Yeah. Especially your kind. Yeah. To because Japanese don't like us, Koreans don't because today you're not at you're in this little world. Yeah, you're Korean, Japanese because yeah. Kore, because Japanese say you're Korean, but so the what, Koreans why do they hate Japs. You? So why do they why do they talk about what they say? I don't know what they say, but um, it really upset my younger brother. Really? He, yeah, I mean he's never say anything about being upset with anything, so that's why I was kind of angry about that because. People talk shit at me all the time. I don't care. Right. But I think when your family member got upset, I, didn't, I wasn't too happy with that. Yeah, we know you don't like when people fuck with your family. <laughs> you better not have a vagina bone. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know kung fu. <laughs> so one time, Russell Peters called me, and I was in Denver at the time, and um, it's, which is weird, weird because he usually just texts me. Yeah. So he called me and said, hey, Yosh, I heard something weird. What's that? You don't, you don't hate Bobby Lee, right? I don't want to... Talk about my personal shit. I think I say, like, I don't like him or I hate him or whatever, right? Right. And he goes, oh, come on. Just, you know, bury the hatchet and talk to him. Like, first of all, 
I don't like when people tell me to do stuff that they don't do themselves. I know for a fact he doesn't like certain people. Yeah. I don't tell them to be, you know. Yeah, so he doesn't like me, I know. <laughs> he loves you, man. <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to talk about this. So I want to make clear so he doesn't keep bugging me. So yeah. I said I hate Bobby Lee so much. I would love to see him get beaten yeah. and killed really? in front of his useless parents. And as soon as I said that, <laughs> Russell said, oh, I need to go. He hung up the phone. I didn't realize until... You were on speakerphone? I didn't realize until they, didn't have, uh, they were doing live podcasts. You were on the podcast? With Bobby Lee's pod, I guess. And you said that? Yeah. Well, nobody told me that... Listen, yes. That's, so, that's but, on him. But so they... It's like up. when you're driving in the car with my wife and kid. Yeah. If I answer the phone, I go, you're on the car with everybody. Yeah. So you don't go, hey, dude, we're going to get some tranny, transsexual yeah. porn stars tonight to suck our assholes. You know? Not that that could happen. <laughs> you couldn't make that happen, could you? Could you? Yeah. You could. Yeah, I know so many people in that okay, world. Okay, go ahead. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't want that. I don't. Where's my camera? I don't want that. Um, Look at this eye. So Look at my eye. No, I'm you look like me now. <laughs> now, um, so um, so you said that. So he hung they, up. They they bleep, but I didn't really like that because the way, even though you couldn't hear what I said, they right. raised their hand like I must say something horrible, you know. Yeah. But he's a harmless guy. He, yeah. He suffered a lot. Yeah. He accomplished a lot. I don't have to be friends with every Asian person. Did he? Did he suffer? What did he suffer? What happened to him? Look. If you're in entertainment business and if yeah. you're an Asian person, yeah. something fucked up must happen to you. Oh, you're just assuming that. Well, I've heard stories about his childhood. It's it wasn't good. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's fine. That was like the same thing he's with me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They were like, I forget who it was Santino it was like, oh no, it wasn't Santino. I think it was Ari. Hey, are you mad? I'm like, no. Why would I? I'm no. I'm of course not. I mean, I Ari beat Bobby a couple of times. Actually. He beat him up three times. Actually. Okay. I learned that after. Yeah. That he beat the shit out of him three times. You know what we should do? Me and you should just beat the shit out of Bobby. No. Come on. Me, you, and I. He, does, he doesn't deserve that. No, I'm kidding. Relax. <laughs> Goddamn Japanese people. I know one of them, everybody hates you. You don't get sarcasm. <laughs> All right, listen. I got questions for you, brother. Yeah. Um, we covered a lot here. Um, I got questions from the fans. Where are you gonna be, anyways? What are you doing now? Where you, what what place are you doing now? What are you doing? Um, I'm do, I'm doing a show with Stanhope next month at Memphis uh, Freedom Fest. We're yeah. doing one show. Um, I'm doing show for Swingers Party in two weeks. A uh, swinger like people went fucking. Yeah, after the comedy. Yeah. So it, you wait a minute. You do stand up and then they fuck. Yeah, there's a comedian named Kuvari in Arizona. Yeah. Um, Look, you know, because you're a real comedian, you yeah. do, you know, unless I'm opening for like Attell or Russell or Norton, you know, I do like D-list rooms, but I get this really weird parties because they heard me talking about porno stuff. And yeah. I, yeah, so I've done shows in Germany, did a gangbang after the show. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you hang out? I, I can because I've done so many of those because everybody thinks it's like <laughs> hot chicks, but... The smell, man, it really gets me every time. It's like 50 manholes and then two, you know what I mean? Like, you see two beautiful girls, but like, you don't, you don't know the smell in Pornhub. It's, just, it's, it's so horrible. 
And you know, it was like protein and beef. Oh my god! And they don't sh- like. Why don't you shower at least when you show oh, up? Oh man! And and so like whenever they you have to like blow bang or gang bang, I have to do the paperwork. <laughs> I have to make sure they're eighteen years old. So that was my job. And for some reason, they always want to shake my hands. Like I don't want to shake your hands. You know, like we don't have to be friends. I'm, and of course, I've done sh- those kind of gigs where. Um, I have to mop the floor when they're done. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you think you've done humiliating entertainment, you, right. you, you haven't got low like me. I've, I've, I mean, it's I've done some horrible jobs. You yeah, know. but it's but it's also made you who you are, which is fucking great. Uh, like one of the most in, one of the most interesting dudes I know in the business. Oh, thanks, Bobby. Hundred percent. I think. I mean, the fact that you don't want to fucking beat up Bobby Lee with me is kind of sad. I, I, I want to be fair to him because... I, Again, I, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to beat up Bobby Lee. Now, Bobby Lee, I'm going to do a phone call from Santino. <laughs> hey, uh, what's up there, pal, Captain Ace? Yeah. Uh, you want to beat up my uh, partner? What's going on? I don't, I don't know him, but he was great in beat. He's awesome, dude. He was... Santino's the Fantastic. Shit. Love Santino. God damn it, do I like that guy. I like Bobby Lee, too. But you're just like him. You're one of the few comedians that could do stand-up amazing. And Bobby, you could act. I, I I cannot wait till the day you do your Broadway show. Well, you're gonna help me. Are you gonna I'm, help? I'm gonna help. help. Yeah. I, I I know you could do it. We're gonna do it. You're and gonna you're help gonna, me with it. Yes, I love that stuff. I'm gonna bring you up. You're gonna you're gonna go. And now, <laughs> one man show by Robert Kelly. Final fat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have Godzilla's ear. <laughs> um. All right. Listen, Jay. Was working on David Tell's porno show a good time, and was there ever a chance anyone on set had with getting fucked or fucking a Tell and Ron Jeremy together? Dave, I don't know how many times I've done a show where these young girls are interesting, Dave, but he's so perfect. He does finish show, go to gas station, pick up candy and coffee, and go to hotel room every time. They're, they're interested. And he always said, like, no, they're not interested in him. They, they are interested in him, but yeah. Dave just... just went, He didn't want the hassle. Yeah. His ultimate profession. He, you know, i got to say about Dave. Uh, Dave's old porn, by the way. I, worked, uh, sure. I was consulting two seasons of it. When I saw him do 9-11 Memorial um, show last year at the MSG, mm-hmm. Dave was the only guy killed. Don't even hang out for after party. Go to cellar and do three mo shows. Yep. That's how fucking professional that guy is. He's, he's unbelievable. That's why he's the, he's one of the best comics in the business. Top top five, top three, all time. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, he's just a, he is a stand up comedian. A lot of them after party, you know, they're getting you know pussy, publicity, power, whatever. But Dave didn't give a shit. He does his show. He fucking left. Well, that's the downfall of many guys who make it big. Big is that they 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 want the parties and the fame. More than stand up. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't think I don't think wanting fame is a bad thing, by the way. Yeah. If that's your thing, go ahead, grab it, get it, enjoy it, and li- you know. But there's some guys who got the fame and it kind of went away, but they still have the respect. You know what I mean? The respect of being one of the best. And Cops Dave, I, when I when I saw him just leave and go straight to cellar, yeah. it's just like he's uh He's the best. And and, and he's very generous like Russell. Uh shout out for Skeptic Tank. Episode is Bobby and Ari were my first two ear hole addictions over a decade ago. I don't know. What, okay, that's from the same guy. All right, this guy, this, you can tell. Big, Big Ben Cox 69. God damn it. 
What are your thoughts on OnlyFans and how does it compare to actual porn industry? Well, that's good. Um, that's a very good question. I was I went to the convention in January. Man, it's a completely different story. The power have shifted away from production to performers, and especially if you're stars like um, Mark Spiegler, the number one talent agent manager in the business. Um, he was telling me. I think I got the figures all wrong, but he was giving me an example like Riley Reed, one of the most popular porn star. He was telling me like she's making like hundred grand a week or some some crazy mm-hmm. on on OnlyFans. Yes, I mean Karen Feehan makes that. And twenty years ago, it's impossible. All the powers with the production company, girls yeah. got you know they got some little bit of money, but nothing like this. Well, now now a cell phone has a, a, enough juice. I mean, you could film something on your phone live. You don't need a production company. You don't need anybody. You don't need lighting. You don't need shit. Technology caught up with the idiot. And now you can just be an idiot and stay home and show your asshole to a bunch of fucking perverts and, or show your feet Yeah. and, and make, uh, you know, 40 grand a month. And so it, it killed a lot of mom and pop production companies, small ones. And, you know, another thing I heard that, um, and Pornhub is very smart, they corner all the male talent. So they have all the O-list, A-list male performers. Yeah. So now this mom and pop production company, even they get a A-list female performer, mm-hmm. they got mid-level guys fucking them. It's not as good as, uh, you know, just imagine if uh, New England yeah. Patriots corner all the quarterback or something. Right. The rest of the league look like shit. Right. Well, that's what they're doing. These small companies are going down the toilet. Because they got a bunch of small peck of quarterbacks. Pretty, pretty much what right, that's what it yeah. come down to, yeah. yeah. And um, all the top-notch girls cornering the market, but... Yeah. Well, Bailey J, my friend Bailey and her husband Matt, they just, they do everything themselves. He's the photographer and the video guy. He edits everything together. They put it up on their website. Yeah. They have a partner on that. And then she does her OnlyFans and makes her money, and, and it's all going to them. She doesn't have to go to Las Vegas or L.A. to make a porn. No, and she owns her shit. I remember. And her porn, just, porn is simple. Yeah. Porn, you know, it's very simple now. I mean, I love old school porn. Yes. I love the buildup. I love the, hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Well, my son is, oh, I can help him with that. Really, how can you help him with this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then down, boom, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I love that. I really do. But. Now people just you know they'd rather watch a live chick cooking eggs with her, an apron and showing her asshole every fucking ten seconds. And they make way more money. I remember doing her movie Rogue Adventure. I don't know which number for Joy Severo, but yeah, she was a very good performer, very pretty. Bailey J. Yeah, yeah, Bailey's great. She has a pretty good sense of humor. She is one of the funniest people I know. That's what I thought. I mean, her and her husband, but Bailey really makes me laugh. I mean, she's. I mean, I've cracked the fuck up at her. She's actually giving me jokes. Is she, she lives in New York City? No, not anymore. Okay. No, she lives in Florida now. All right, ready? Uh, Chucklefucker808. What is the craziest thing you ever saw behind the scenes on a porn set? Craziest? Yeah. You ever see a knife shoot out of somebody's asshole and kill somebody? Um, that, that's what I would think would be crazy. <laughs> Just a gay murder. <laughs> It's not crazy, but um, I I tripped when I was mopping the cum oh. floor. Then I feel flat on it. Oh. 
I, I want to say that was the first time, but I used to mop at those uh, porn booths in Seattle. Yeah. I trip on that one too, but th sometimes they have shit, blood, piss. Oh, okay. Wow, that's crazy. But <laughs> you really nailed this question. I mean, Once again, I smell you, bothers me more than anything. Sure, than jizz on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mess up a good eyes eye with jizz, but. <laughs> but yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, working at those porn shops, you, you know. <laughs> All right, like. well, there's that that was a good one. Let's check that one off. <laughs> oh my got it. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, Mr. Ed's butthole. Are you able to watch porn and enjoy it or does it uh or does being in the industry ruin a few? So one time um I was in Athens, Greece, and prostitution's legal there. Mm -hmm. So when you go to Red Light District, you go into the building and if you like the girl, you pay the old madam. You go into the room, and while you're waiting, um, if you pick a popular girl, you have to kind of wait until she's done with other customers. Yeah. So sometimes you're in the room waiting for your turn, and they have a TV in there. And sometimes they're playing porno there. Mm -hmm. And it's a little weird, because sometimes I'm waiting for my turn. I'm watching a movie that I worked on. It's on the monitor. But I think it's worse. I'm at the age where I'll see my friends performing, right? And it can be hard, because now I'm at the age... I'll see my dead friends fucking. Because, you know, a lot of them are uh, slowly passing away. Like, I don't want to fucking see my dead friends fuck, you know? And, uh, um, Gee. and, but a lot of times when I watch, like, oh my God, I really edited that scene really bad, you know? Really? Like, yeah, it's like, so you're watching it as an editor? Yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I'll watch it like, God, that's a really bad lighting or right. editing. And, uh, I don't like the angle. I don't like the position sometimes. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> when you, the price you pay working adult business is that the fantasy is dead. You, you get know? desensitized. You get desensitized. You know all the shit that goes um, behind the scenes. You know the magic trick. Yeah, for sure. Like sometimes a guy can't come. So what they do is girls will get a regular egg and take the yellow part, put it in their mouth. And then when they start shooting, they pull the dick out, spit it out, looking like he came in their mouth. But that's a chicken egg, you know, that, that they're just spitting out. You just ruined it for me. Why'd well, you ruin it? I didn't ask you to ruin it for me, fuckface. I mean, so, now I'm gonna know. I'm gonna think chicken egg every time I see jizz. Yeah. So they do, they have all kinds of tricks. They have like tricks. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's a fantasy. It's not real. They're try, They're recreating a scenario for us perverts to uh, have a, a moment. Yeah. Yeah. But fantasy is a problem, isn't it? Everyone. I, you know, I, that's why I love the old school things because yeah. they really laid. It's in, very. It's more laid, romantic, right? Yeah, they kissed. I mean, I know that's gay. They were like kissing in a porn. I know that. But I, I kind of, if they kiss him, for some reason, it allows me to believe that it's more real. You know what I mean? Um, well, we used to get a customer, and uh, they're more romantic types. So sometimes they want romance books at the porn shop. Yeah. Sometimes we get a blind person, so we have to give them an audio clip of an uh, album where they're fucking, so they want to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> we we even have uh, older folks show up, and sometimes they want um, older people fucking. And, you know, like, it's a, one of those difficult conversations, but you know what? Mentally disabled, they want to jack off too. So I have to help these customers. Yeah. Old ladies come in and they want certain kind of porn. The mentally disabled, just throw egg on them. <laughs> like I'm jerking off in your face right now, you weirdo. Um, blind but, people, you hand them the Bible. Go, here you go. <laughs> in Braille. No, but we they, were, they used to have an album, like erotic stories. Right, yeah. And then, uh, or they're moaning. So we had all kinds of different customers, it's you know. It's a weird thing never to see tits. 
You know what I mean? Never to see a vagina. That is weird. That is a weird thing. Like, you don't even know. You only know what it feels like and smells like. Yeah. It's crazy. And taste, I guess. Tastes like, and, and sometimes, tastes like pennies and mustard. Sometimes I've had customers asking for things that can't really help. Like, I had an old lady, old grandmother showed up and walk in and ask, where do I find prostitute? Yeah. Right here, bitch. <laughs> 80 bucks. I'll suck your asshole. Around the word for 120. She told me that her grandson's dying from cancer. Oh, shit. For, not for her. So, so I'm not, a, I want to help, but like, yeah, we don't. 200 bucks. <laughs> suck him off right in the chair. So that has happened. Um, That's crazy. All right, here's another one. Ready? Libtard Crusher 420. Have you ever considered acting in porn? Why or why not? Good question. I tried to do blow bang one time and. Uh, Explain uh, what that is. Blow bang's like uh, one girl uh, giving a bu- bunch of guys blowjobs. Okay. You know? And and then just years ago, but um, is it out there on video? No, no, because uh, uh, there was a, a black guy standing behind me. He ran into me, slammed his dick in my back. I was Ooh. like, "Fuck this!" Ooh. So I left. I don't want to do this shit, you know. Why did he slide his dick on your back? Was it an accident? No, no, we were just standing, and like somebody tripped, and like kind of domino effect. And you felt this hog on your back? Yeah, and that's and, like, and you you were like, "I'm out." I'm just like, I don't have heart for this. I don't. And plus, were you that, sad but, that but, your your dick couldn't hit somebody's back? <laughs> Once again, the smell. I, I just can't handle the smell. smell. Sex yeah. has a smell. Especially when you have a bunch of ball sacks out. Yeah. One girl and 30 guys. Oh. It's a small room, dude. Oh, it smells like a New York sports club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more. Rage Against the Creatine. Cre- yeah, I guess that's it. Creatine. There you go. Uh, did the Me Too movement impact the porn industry? Oh, yeah. It did. Um. Well, I mean, Ron Jeremy's in serious trouble, but I think he's You were friends with him, right? I mean, I knew him. It's really weird because first porn I saw had Ron Jeremy in it, and 12 years ago I was doing a comedy show with him. It's so strange, like, holy fuck, this is the first porn I saw, and then I'm doing a show with him. But uh, um, he's been accused of rape, multiple rapes, and... Uh, it's I think it's mistrial because he's mentally not capable of defending himself. Why? I think he's suffering from dementia or something. Is he really? Yeah. And I think I have such a mixed feeling because, for example, football, right? Like 70s and 80s, they played a lot harder, right? Mm-hmm. They were doing kind of crazy shit to quarterback. You can't do that anymore. Okay. Ron was behaving porn behavior that was uh, compatible to 70s, 80s, and 90s. But you can't do that shit in year 2000. So you think he's getting called out for stuff? That he was getting away with back in the day. Yeah. But you can't do that shit anymore. And people came out and were like, hey. He just grabbed my tits. He grabbed or, my tits. and he's Or forced me to give him a blowjob or something like that. That's rape. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they claim, you know, everybody still deserved to do it. I was it. FYI. Yeah. Uh, the word forced. <laughs> That's rape. Right. <laughs> but, see, you know, Ron used to show up. He'll, he'll show up and some. Hang on one second. Yeah. Uh, just let you know. Yes. <laughs> Forcing your chicken. I'm, I'm, I'm anti-rape, by the way. Yeah, no, I know you. I'm just letting you know. Force rape, force blowjobs, rape. But hit, but back at look at we had a whole industry. Yeah. Of uh, uh, girls gone wild. Yeah. Sold it on regular TV. Yeah. And they would blur out guys just grabbing girls' tits. Yes. And that was on TV as a commercial. Right. And the guy made billions of dollars. Yes. And you'd go to there, and you'd pull your tits out, and guys would grab your tits. Yes. In, in New Orleans. And that was a thing. And you'd throw beads, and chick would whip their yeah. tits out. 
That was so. Are you gonna go back and get all? You know, it's like it was a different time. You have to kind of that has does that play a factor in it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we were different people then. Now we're these people. You know, you're gonna have to go back and get every rock band. You know, every actor. I mean, all these people and women. There's some women who did some weird shit to guys. You know, not a lot, but you know. I mean, it was a thing that people did. Now they don't do that anymore. You know, rock bands aren't... I mean, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's no Motley Crue type of scenarios backstage anymore. Yeah. But it is very strange, Because they're a bunch of pussies. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not forcing girls to get blowjobs anymore. Am I right? It, Come on. <laughs> Come on, right? <laughs> it is very strange that... Um, you know, David Bowie, um, uh, Led Zeppelin, they used to have sex with underage girls all the time in the 70s. Yep. And when I bring that up, they're like, well, they're a rock star. So if, it didn't, if you're in a certain profession back it's in hip- the day... It's hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah, they'll never trash David Bowie for doing crazy fucked up shit, and they'll never persecute him because they... The, they like him. They like him, and the women that... You know, it's like JFK is a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, what's that movie with uh, Mallory Monroe? Yeah. And they bring her up. In the thing, uh, who just talked about? It? Somebody just talked about it, and uh, they, they into the she White House. Yeah, into the White House. Well, well, his his wife was away. He's naked in the bed, and he just, you know, he's on the phone, right, talking, and he was like, "Come over and just suck my dick." It's not right, but it was different time. Yeah, yeah he made Mallory just come in and suck his dick. He's yeah. married. JFK was garbage, but now Clinton was a piece of shit. Yes, garbage. Right. Yes. For sure, and he and and he purposely bombed Yugoslavia because he knew that next day uh, there's going to be big news about Monica Lewinsky. So what do you do? Is you bomb countries for distraction, you know? Right, yeah. So he's done shit like that, and uh, uh, he's the worst. Um, and then they'll they'll hire him to colleges, and all these girls, will, you know, and their moms will fucking swoon over him. Yeah. So, so what's good for you is good. Yeah. But to answer your question, yeah, there's no way you could do the things, especially uh, in fucking early 90s and late 90s. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, Annabelle Chance, like 200 gangbangs and shit like that and, and all kinds of weird shit that they used to do. It's interesting. When the those extreme sports were getting popular in the 90s, around the same time, there was all this extreme porn. I don't know what it is about the 90s, but they were, they were doing some outrageous I'll tell you what, stuff back then. It was then. called fun. <laughs> The '90s were the fun, and I'm glad I. I'm glad the '80s and '90s was my era. Yeah, because we. I was talking with this about Norton the other day. I go, dude, we had a lot of fun. I mean, we had fun. We used to have sex in the hallway at the cellar, downstairs. We had a lot of. God, I couldn't imagine coming down now and seeing uh, Matt Rife getting head <laughs> off of two waitresses downstairs. Yeah. As he's going on stage, you know what I mean? You can't do that anymore. That's why I think Leonardo DiCaprio is very lucky because oh he, he did the all the wild shit prior to cell phone, you know? But yeah. try to do that now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, listen, I got to go. Okay. Um, dude, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I, I I really, man, you're one of my favorite people to hang out with and, and chat with. Um, uh, thanks. Um, I just want to promote just one thing. You want to uh, beat up Bobby Lee? Um, I'm doing Fringe in Scotland this summer. What are you doing? Uh, French Fest. The French Fest. Yeah. Okay. August uh, 4th through 26th. Okay. And the name of the show is Adult Content. Look right into that oh, camera. Adult Tell Content. Me. And I have a website, adultcontent69.com. Adultcontent69.com. My friend okay. Tracy Tuff just made that website for me. But um, yeah, it's not exactly comedy, but all kinds of a lot of weird personal shit will be in there. But yeah, it's basically 25 years of my 
involved with the adult business, and I talk a little bit about um, visiting every Jeffrey Epstein's property minus the pedophile island. You went to the island? I ha that's the only place I didn't go, but I went to every other places, and I went to Glenn's uh, court case all uh, most of it. Um, I also saw Elizabeth Holmes sentencing as well, because I I think what I learned over the years when the super rich and elite people don't have a very healthy sex life, what they do is they fuck the poor. They do all kinds of terrible things in the world. That's funny because that's the name of my new special. <laughs> is I fuck the poor. <laughs> I even went to Davos during World Economic Forum. I, I knew right away who were hookers just running around service. Really? Yeah, it's pretty clear. They're, I worked in sex business for a long time. They're garbage. Epstein, right? I mean, did he kill? He got murdered, right? Yeah. He was murdered. Assisted mur uh, suicide. Assisted suicide yeah. because he knew too much. Oh, are, my we God, ever, yes. are we ever going to know what he knew? Or is that just gone? Is she going to get killed too? Because she knew. She sounds like keeping her mouth shut. But we it's interesting. We don't have the client list, but we're beginning to have his work schedule. So now we're seeing less of the people he was seeing. Recently, the director of CIA, Nam Chomsky, all these people that... So he was working maybe for the government to have blackmail against all these other people. Oh, I think it's pretty clear. You know, there are plenty of other people. Like, actually, Tim Dillon knows a lot of this stuff. Because Tim he, Dillon was, was did, he, did he have sex with Jeff Epstein? <laughs> was he one of the little girls that he brought to the island back in the day? <laughs> um, hey, I'm not sucking your dick. Uh, anyways, uh, this Epstein, is crazy. Epstein does not like uh, fatties, you know? All right, uh, relax. I was a fatty a yeah. year ago. I'm still fat at heart. I still protect Can I tell you this one quick thing? Sure. Um, so when I, during the COVID, I went to all the MAGA rallies and, and BOM, right? Right. And it's interesting. And they tried to kill you? <laughs> you know what's really interesting, Bobby? What? When you hang up with MAGA people, I notice their, their big thing is MAGA people love big tits. Yeah. That's what I noticed. Sure. <laughs> because most MAGA people white, most of the white people come from Northern Europe. The primary diet of Northern Europe is... Uh, 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 dairy product yeah, where does dairy cheese. come from big tits when you go to BLM, BLM movements uh, most of those people are blacks and Latino they come from south that's why they love asses you know so like yeah. sometimes when you see like MAGA and BOM yeah. they're basically to me when I hear them argue I only thing I hear is like big tits ass tits ass yeah. right but what's sad to me is if they're calm and talk to each other, yeah. they have more common than different because they're fucking poor. Yeah, poor people. Do you know who want them to fight each other? Yeah. It's the super rich people. Exactly. Super rich people are not into tits and ass. No. What not at all. If you go to any rich area, all the women are tall, yeah. skinny, no tits and no ass. Yeah. And I think that's why Epstein was fucking young girl because they have no tits and asses. Sure. The rich people, for whatever reason, love wasn't that, tall and skinny shit. Wasn't that tight vaginas at all? <laughs> uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I spend my time traveling the world, studying the sex habits. And, and you're going to be doing this in Scotland at the Fringe Fest. Yeah. And I'll and probably, that, I'll, I'll it, probably see Ari Shafir, I'm sure. What's that date? Uh, August 4th or 26th, minus two days. And I have a lot of pictures to go with my stories. Yeah, make sure you go check him out if you see it. Uh, August 4th through the 26th. Name of the show is Adult Content. Adult Content. And my website is adultcontent69.com. And that's Yoshi. Yeah. And uh, go check him out live. 
Uh, and of course, see me live. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm going to have to be uh, Portsmouth Music Hall. F- awesome place. That's the uh, 27th of July. It's a beautiful town in New Hampshire. You guys who know it, uh, make sure you get your tickets now. I'll be in Nashua on the 28th. And uh, also, I'll be at the Laconia uh, uh, Theater on the uh, 29th. That weekend, I'm working one, two, three. And then I'll be at the, the 23rd, September 23rd. I'll be at Rutherford. And then just go to my robertkellylive.com for all my dates. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the little subscribe button so you're a member. Now we know, you know, when we uh, do a show, it comes up for you. If you're listening in audio, uh, hit the like button and hit the uh, star and rate it so we get up on the uh, on the rankings and people can find us easier. And you can also go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly and become a, 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 a member, a supporter of the Patreon. It's uh, pretty cheap. We don't make it too expensive. And uh, it's once a month, and you won't even know it's gone. And you get to see the shows live, be in the chat. You get an extra YKWD every week and Calder and Kelly, a bunch of stuff for uh, a little amount of money to support the show. Uh, I want to thank, uh, of course, Yoshi. You're the best. Uh, we got Danny and, 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 and Max. What do you got? You can follow me, Max Marcus Comedy. And follow me on Instagram at Danny Breath and Jokes Russell on Instagram for Joe Russell and Mike V. Suarez for Mike Suarez. And one last thing. Sure. Broadway show, Bobby. No, sir. You're a terrific actor. I really want to see you do so that. So let's do it this year. Yeah. All right? Yeah. You're going to help me produce it? Yes, I want to do it. All right, cool. Uh, I'll do it. And if I somehow disappear, that means we had a fight <laughs> about some type of, type of creative and he killed me and, uh, and fucked my corpse. So please... <laughs> It was I have no beef with Bobby Lee. He's fine. No, I don't either. You're an ass. I don't either. <laughs> My God, you're like the Dutch. You don't get sarcasm. No wonder they beat you up. I know. Um, all right, we'll see you guys next week on You Know What, Dude? You've been listening to the YKWD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty jobs.